Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. A new open for our fabulous fifth hour, which of course on a Friday is the 25th hour of our week. Here on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. What are we going with there? Little Kanye. Little Kanye? Okay, I didn't know that song. Yeah. Oh, Kanye. Jam it. I thought maybe if somebody was coming to concert or something this week yet. No, it's just oh, a little Kanye this morning. There you go. Who's that? Who's, whose voice was that? That's uh, Selena Johnson. Okay. Okay. Like it. Like that groove. I'm down with it. Here's something I'm not down with to start off the fabulous fifth hour, Rod. You know, GoFundMe accounts, those are cool things, right? If somebody's house burns down. It is good, yeah. Somebody has big medical bills piling Crowd up. Crowdsourcing stuff. I yeah, like tragedy, it. whatever. So I'm a big GoFundMe guy. Fan of it. But uh, not a fan of this, Rod. So, you know, when I was growing up, my first ever TV crush, I've told this story before, the first girl I ever was watching on TV that I was like, well, I don't know. You know, Daisy Duke was pretty good on yeah. Daisy Duke. She was, old, she was an old lady. I mean, yeah, she was beautiful. You're talking about I'm somebody like, your age? Yeah. Yes. That yes. was Alyssa Milano on Who's the Boss. Good one. And she's my, we're the same age. So okay. kind of I kind of grew up with her, Rod. Quality, I like that. So as she blossomed, I was watching uh, Tony Danza and Who's the Boss. I remember that. And mm-hmm. she, of course, went from adolescent to young lady on that show. That's great. So I got to see her flourish, if you know what I'm saying. I'm oh, like, yeah. I, I was a big fan. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Alyssa Milano, who went on to uh, be a pretty good actress or whatever she's done. But I uh, don't like this here, Rod. This has always been one of my pet peeves as, 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 a, as a father of a youngster who played travel baseball. We talked about travel baseball a bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. So Alyssa Milano took to uh, in, in the X, right, X, into to Twitterverse to say that my son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. Any amount would be so greatly appreciated. You can read more about it at their GoFundMe account. So you can't go out and ask hardworking people for money to send your kid to a baseball tournament. Yeah, I agree. That's, yeah, that's in bad taste for her especially. Yeah, I mean, do, do something for it. Have a car wash. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, have a bake sale. Yeah. Go, uh, do chores. Yeah. You know, go, go offer to do people, you know, mow people's lawns, and we'll put the money towards our Cooperstown trip. Yeah. But they, people used to do this when my kids were growing up. Like, no, 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 we're not, doing, we're not asking. We've got people standing on street corners. Yeah, you got people with out there. baseball yeah, yeah. teams. You're right. Offering to do stuff, offering to wash a car. Now, if you're, if you're offering a service, I'm all for it because that's putting the kids to work. But yeah. the kids got to be doing it, not the moms, right? Not okay. the, you got to have the kids there doing yeah. something to earn the dollars that send them to Cooperstown. Like I'm that. all for supporting those trips. But that's not what GoFundMe's for. That's not what GoFundMe's for. And but last I checked, Alyssa Milano is a big time. She's made millions she of money. dollars. She got money. And I was like, you got money. Can't you? Well, how much are you contributing to the cause? Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I, I had someone pointed, of course, this, this went in this day and age. This went scorched earth on social media. <laughs> this one says, hey, Alyssa Milano, you're worth millions. Why don't you just pay for your son's damn team to go to Cooperstown instead of asking real people for hard-earned money? Listen, I get it. I get why she don't want to pay for it. But I, if you don't want to pay for it, then I'm with your idea, E. Like, okay, well, then have them earn it somehow. And then, they can, then that's a better idea. Then people will be more likely, more, I think, willing to give. 
Another uh, fan said, just a reminder, Alyssa Milano and her husband are both multimillionaires. They could certainly pay for the entire trip without batting that's, an eye. That, that's why they're millionaires, though. You know how to keep that bread. You know what I'm saying? They ain't trying to spend it. It's bad. It's, it's bad optics, though. It's in bad taste. It is for, in for terrible them, taste. Come on. Because go find me. I'm with you. It is for, I don't know. It, it may not be that's what the purpose was intended, but I think now it has kind of transformed into something um, that in our society – we uh, look to help those who are less fortunate, those who have gone through some kind of tragic, traumatic event. Yeah, and they've, and they, got, they've got a cost that they didn't they, expect to absorb, yes. and now they don't have the money for it. And then everybody can go in, give you know a few dollars here, and, and then everybody adds up if, I, if we all give you know twenty bucks, adds that's going to add up real fast. Ten thousand, really. And if does. you can afford more than that, do it. You know, yeah. You know, Kayshawn Boutte could have given a bunch of money to that whole thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This dude, man. This dude here. But uh, yeah, so it, that. Just you know, that's a pet peeve. Come on, no, Lisa. that's terrible. That's a we, bad let's look. Let's do better. Let's do better. It's a bad look. Come <laughs> on, listen, Milano. That's also for yous out there. Don't think having your kids on street corners with their baseball helmets trying to collect dollars like like a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> to have them do a seven, have a service of some kind. You gotta have something. Put them, put them to work. Have them go around there. Be like, hey, we'll do y'all yard. We're gonna do y'all yard. Well, we'll they used to them. suggest us. Hey, well, well, let's do a bake sale. Well, then the moms are just gonna make all the the, the cookies. Dude, something the I mean, gosh, something the kids can commit to. Yeah, personally, I'm all for helping. Yeah, car washes, lawn duty, mm. clean this up, whatever it might be. I'm all for that. That's and most people would be willing to support that. I'm oh, not yeah. going to drop a twenty dollar bill in because they can go to Cooperstown. Randomly, I want to go to Cooperstown. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you said, man, he's going to sell some cookies or send me? sell some candy or something, huh? Like them, uh, them Girl Scouts. We'll sell well, us yeah, up. all baseball leagues always had fundraisers, right? Yeah, you'd you have, the, sell you'd stuff. have the cookie sales. But the this is to sales. send an individual team to it. Because, like, now it, there's these traveling tournaments everywhere. But Cooperstown, New York's home of the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's a really cool tournament. That's, that's, that's I think they have it in and around the yeah. enshrinement this year. It's Adrian Beltre. Sure, it's a great I get experience. It. Oh, unbelievable. And you get to tour the, the Cooperstown, the Hall of Fame, which is great if you're a baseball fan. All for it, but come on. Uh, and, and wait, you know, this is good use. Bad use of GoFundMe, good use of Twitter to uh, go after Alyssa Milano. But bad use of childhood your, curse. Bad use of your celebrity crush. brand, though, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's bad use of your celebrity brand. Because I'm with you. Because I'm sure all the parents did that, maybe posted that, too. But she's the one that's going to get the most traction, of course. Oh, you're yeah, she got the, the biggest celebrity. following. Yeah, you're the celebrity of the group, so you're going to get the biggest following. So, I agree with you. Nah, I don't like that. What does she do these days, Miss, Miss Milano? Any she, idea? she ain't got to do nothing. She does. She does, like, random stuff. I think she's big, like, being a political. Oh, yeah, she's very, yeah, yeah, that, she's, yeah. she's very Californian political in that realm. realm. Yeah. Which is fine. But in terms, but... terms of acting, I don't know if she does any real acting anymore, actually. Now, I will say, uh, when we used to do our show in the studio, Rod, at our old studio, we would come in and like because uh, you remember you know this would happen a lot. I'd come in in the morning, and the sh- the TV would be on TBS because that stupid game show was, like, that the, was on. The basketball game was on the night before, right? One of the uh, TN- gotcha. TNT or TBS, one of those. So there's like especially when the playoffs were going on in the NBA or baseball, and so it would just still be on that channel. And they, there was a show on that she was on called Charmed. Oh yeah, I remember Charmed, where Terrible. she was a witch. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. And all you had is had pretty girls, and they had real tight shirts. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. And they were kind of they were they were witches. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember this. Charmed. It was actually a hit for them too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, I could never hear it because the sound was down. But Shannon I could Doherty see. was in it too. Yes. Right? Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty's in it. Rose McGowan. Yes. Yeah. Young Rose McGowan. Oh right? yeah. Because I just mm-hmm. remember I catch myself looking up going, "Wow, who's that?" I know. It's a, no. <laughs> who's that? They casted it very well. It was very good casting back in there. I think it was just three of them. That was the main. 
witches. Okay. I never watched it, by the way, in case y'all wondered. I just know the plot. I don't know why. I don't either. Probably because it was three good-looking women in it. So well, yeah. <laughs> I probably paid, kind of the thing, right? I probably it, called it one time. It was on two. because the game was on, but then he's like, <laughs> I'm not changing that. I'd watch that, then Stephen A. Smith yell at me. Come on. Yeah, it was on the WB back in the, the day. WB. Remember WB back in the day? The WB. Man. I'm trying to see. Charmed ran from 1998 to 2006. It was an Aaron Spelling show. 178 episodes. Man, Aaron Spelling made all kind of shows. Yeah, that came after Melrose Place and Spin City that she was in. So. Man, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, Melissa Milano, she's still, she's still kind of a little hottie. You know, she still got it. Yeah, well, she's, she's older my now. age. Now. We've, yeah. we've aged it together. We're actually like 10 days apart birthday-wise, like literally. You did your research on Melissa Milano, oh, didn't come you? Come on, man. <laughs> 12 you know, years all old types of little factoids. I was 13, 14. It's very impressionable. It's pre-internet, too, so you have to work hard for those facts about it, right? You had to go to the library, read magazines. <laughs> well, I think I remember here reading somewhere that uh, – you're not. You're, you're gonna See? laugh when I tell you why I know this. Exactly. I didn't have to, because of the way my name is spelled. When I was a kid, I used to get like oh female. You get, yeah, yeah. I, I'd like get female brochures t- and stuff. Well, yeah. I, but I would get subscriptions to like Ms. Magazine and yeah. Teen Magazine. Yeah, the Teen. And yeah. they would send me a free one. The Teeny Bopper Magazine to try to get Mrs. Aaron Hogan to go ahead and sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> but so you, embarrassing. you no, read the, it though. Well, because Alyssa Milano was on the cover. <laughs> you read it though. Hey, see, uh, that, they worked. There. Well, you didn't. You didn't get a subscription, but and then I read, read in there that she, Man. like, like the the age of her character was the same age as her, which was the same age as me. Uh, like they they wanted to cast somebody who was of the age of the the the, yeah. the character they were. Then you playing. fell. You fell for even more after that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. She's my. Oh, well, then those those things grew, and you're she like, be, whoa. She's gonna be the girl. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> whoa. That she, happens. She looks different than the girls in my school. Well, she looked different than she did last season on that show. <laughs> That's true because, but those those shows, you know, they tape at different times, so it yeah. could have been like a year and a half. But yeah. the, and then you're like, damn, this last time I saw you. This is all grown up. <laughs> no, I used to watch that show though. Who's the boss? It was oh, good. Well, you had Tony show. Danza. You had the, uh, the such mom. an unrealistic plot though. Can we agree that plot was so unrealistic? Was he like supposed to be? He was the Manny, essentially. He was the Manny in the house. That was a weird plot. And man. he lived there with his and daughter. He lived there because she was his daughter. Yeah, so it's a weird. And there's a woman. And the grandma and the mom. It was and a, they have a kid. It was son. It was it was weird. But the mom wanted the you know kind of a male influence to be and there. Didn't they, for end the kid. didn't they end up falling in love? Oh yeah, but it was <laughs> but like for season after season, it was like, well, when's that gonna happen? It was like, a there's, tension. There's sexual tension here. I yeah. didn't know how to call it All that right. when I was a kid, but I was like, hey, come on, these people just need to hook it up. up, hook it up, hook, hook it up. Yeah. And uh, if you remember, her 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 mother was a big character, like the grandma. Yes, I remember that. And she was always put. Come on, but Man. he was Tony Danza. He was this you know. Yeah, Hunk, the, hunky guy. 80, the 80s uh, sitcom plots are so awesome. Because they, <laughs> they were just so bizarre, a lot of them. Like, think about, like, Perfect Strangers was like, they were Perfect Strangers. Yeah, Valky. Val- <laughs> Valky. That was a weird random plot. Remember what was Bosom Buddies? Remember Bosom yeah, Buddies? And that was Tom Hanks. It was Tom Hanks, you yeah. know, dressing up as a woman. It was a weird plot, man. It was a weird. The 80s had some of the strangest plots for sure. I'm glad now, I guess now you don't even have to have great sitcoms anymore, but. The ones back there were so weird. But we just accepted it, too. Yeah. We just accepted it. But we watched them, too. They were yeah, all we kind of like, I'm all in, yeah, they, man. Were all, they were all kind of weird, but it was just like, yeah, we accepted it. It was kind of cool. It's kind of quirky. Yeah, like, all of them were like that. They were all, yes. Who's the boss? Well, because that was all you had. But so you would have 30-minute sitcom after 30 minutes. So each, each, you know, ABC would have their four shows of one night, and you'd just watch them all back oh, to back to back. Oh, yeah. This is TGI Friday. Is that, is that what it was? I don't remember the day. Remember the, I, remember the TGI Fridays? That was like the Family Matters and the – what was the one? Urkel. 
Yeah. Urkel. Full house. There was yes. like four of them in, and they were all like kind of hit shows. And then NBC had Thursday nights for so long with like Cheers. Oh, Which would yeah. roll into Kramer or Frasier. Frasier. Yeah, that was, that was sitcoms back but in the day. Those were quality sitcoms with quality plots that made sense. Some of the ones that made no sense at all. It's like, what? What is this? What is, what is, what is, what is, that doesn't make any sense. It's a plot. Yeah, but there you go. Plot, schmott. Yeah, uh, it says, e, everyone in our age group was in love with Alyssa. Well, I'm glad to know. I'm sure because we were all watching this happen, and she went from this kind of skinny skinny little girl mm-hmm. to like, whoa. Yeah. Alyssa's a teenager. No, Alyssa, you're right about that. Uh, this is my sister used to get 17 magazine. I used to read every issue. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got to get into the mind of the woman. You got to know how the women are thinking, what they're reading. This is important, uh, man. It's CB, important. our uh, historian and knowledge, knower of all things, says Shannon Doherty says Alyssa Milano got her fired from Charmed. Oh, they didn't get along. She seems like one of those. Uh, it's this so, is, it's so uh, weird to find out that a lot of these shows that were 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 built on kind of the I don't know the the, the female friendship, like the really close bonds, that they weren't actually they they even though they like Sex in the City, like they, they were really close, obviously versed on the plot of the show, but they didn't like each other behind the scenes, like they hated each other. Yeah, well, that's really reality. Close. It's free. <laughs> <too. laughs> but that's what but the show they don't hate each other, but we know that women don't sometimes they end up hating each other. Well that's why I close. think the uh, the cast of Friends was unique because they all did like each other for the most part. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean I think you're all right. six yeah. of them got along and of yeah. course Matthew Perry was a yeah, he's like a really like bad alcoholic, alcoholic and, uh, and drug, drug addict. addict at the time. No, yeah. you're right about that. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that would be the one. But yeah, typically you're putting five or six girls together for hours and hours at a time. That's not gonna go good. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna go well. Not at all. No. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. This is uh, Milano worth reportedly $10 million. Yes, you pay for this. Okay, show. come on, lady. Are you serious? You yes. want that kind of bread? Now, I will how unaware, say. How unaware of things are you, and how much do you live in La La Land in Hollywood if you literally are worth that much money? And your husband's really rich, too, by the way. Yes, yeah, so he doubled that pretty and much. And you're going to really go on to social media and ask people for their money for your kid to go to a baseball These tournament? Middle-class folks out here <laughs> just asking for their money. Come and they'll on. give it to you, too. That's the crazy. That's, well, the only thing dumber than her is people who would actually give her that money. And that people that will do it. You know they will. Oh, Alyssa. Yeah, exactly. I'm such a fan. Okay. <laughs> Hope your kids have a good time. It's like, she don't know. Don't be doing that. Don't be supporting her. Don't be enabling this behavior. Listen, Kayshawn Buteau, while a minor gambling in L- at LSU, was using his own name as his gambling profile. And you know We're not we, all real smart. Is it, is it Buteau <laughs> or Bute? Bute. I always say Bute, but then I feel weird saying it. Cause then after- it sounds like I'm saying booty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boutte, but I'm I think- fine with Kayshawn Booty. I mean, if you go to some parts of Louisiana, that's how they would call that. <laughs> yeah. Kayshawn no, Boutte. I think it is Boutte, though. The, the, the Cajun influence. But I will say this about the young man. First of all, his career is over. Done. He done. Like, yeah, because the NFL. Cause I, I find it hard to believe that he stopped gambling after gambling with that type of frequency. 20-something you know, bets a day. They got to the NFL, got drafted, and decided, ah, I'm done. Finally made it. We're good. How did nobody so- on his team know about this? Well, oh, they know. They yeah, yeah, you guys know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you knew your teammates, right? Yeah, you know. You know stuff like that's going on. If all he's just, ever doing is betting. <laughs> yeah, he's betting like that. Guy, I'm not saying everybody knew, but guys in his circle, they know. They know when you're doing that kind of stuff. They know. They, just, they ain't going to snitch on you because they're your teammates, but they know. But my point is because the NFL is not going to start investigating. If, they haven't already, if he's not already on their radar, he's going to be on there now. And remember, the NFL is working with these betting companies. Betting companies actually doing security work for the NFL. They're actually red flagging <laughs> players and uh, relatives of players investigating who has connections to betting sites and to betting apps. So let's just assume that he's also betting in the league and the NFL is investigating it. Dude, I honestly, he, he might get the same suspension as everybody else. I think everybody else gets usually a year. But if he's betting with that kind of frequency, 
he may, they might go over a year with him. He might get more than a year if he's doing that kind of frequency. With the, and if he's betting on himself and on the team. Now, in the NFL level, they have those signs in every damn room. They're not in every college locker room. Maybe they are like now. You go to the rookie symposium yes. and things. Now, maybe they are now, E, because when I played, betting was not as mainstream as it is now, sports betting. Now, sports betting, 38 states. No, it's all you can your place face. a bet yeah, uh, legally, and you have to absent yeah, back then, Back then, they had, you had to try to gamble. You had to, yeah, you had to go to a, a certain state, go across state lines and try to go gamble. Yeah. Or you had a, a, bookie, have a bookie, a bookie, something like that. So, I, if he's been doing with that kind of frequency in the league, I wouldn't doubt if Roger Goodell suspends him for longer than a year. Especially if he's betting on himself and the team. Those other guys, remember, they were betting like in the facility on other sports. Yeah, which Just, you can't do. Which you can't do. Like you can't even make a bet on – you can't play blackjack on your phone if you're on the team bus going yes. to the airport. Yes, If you, you can do that at your house, though. But not in the facility. and not, Yes, there's rules about in that. any team facility of any yes. kind. The team playing. <laughs> but if you're betting 20 times a day, you're definitely betting in the facility. <laughs> Unless you're walking outside, running around the corner every time. Well, no, if you break down the numbers, it's a, it's a bet an hour that he was making yeah. for about a 370-day period. Do we think he just stopped when he got to the league? <laughs> no, well, that's right. And that's what the NFL is already uh, immediately Ooh. looking into, Kayshawn Boutte. Ah, man, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it, young man. It's well, not made worth 500 it. G's. It's not worth it because what he's going to make in the league. Though. That's right. Yeah, man. Uh, it wasn't, what, second you, or third round pick. But you know what he should do? If the league decides they want to, like, you know, basically decide they want to suspend him and for, I don't know, longer than a year, and let's say no other NFL team wants to touch him, say he's untouchable after that, persona non grata, he should become a betting expert. No, he really should. Think about it. Because it's already out there that he's a good better. That he's got half a million dollars in profits off those bets. He actually could go work for a, a betting company. And he's got the chops. I don't think he's smart got enough the background. to do that. Right? Based Isn't that brilliant? Previous, I mean, that's a smart idea from you, but I don't think he probably has the wherewithal to, to make, make that capitalize on the situation like that, it's, especially if he was making dumb enough decisions to bet that much and bet on Very himself. True. But if I was a if I was a head of parlays a, that are he's included on, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good point. Good point. So he's, maybe he's not thinking. Maybe he doesn't have the forethought to think about it like that. But if I'm a gambling, say if I'm the head of a gambling company and I'm watching this, I, if the NFL won't touch him, I'd bring him in. I'd oh, bring him in. One, one of my experts. Person? Yeah, one of my experts. I'd bring him in. Put him on the panel with everybody else. He's bet, he, he, he obviously does his research. Barstool. Yeah, that, that he would knows be, his stuff. That would work. Or, yeah, yeah, you, you know, one of those. You know, he knows know, Odd Shark or yeah. Brent Musburger's outfit. You You've know? been a pro gambler 100%. now. Ty, you said you've aspired to this. It is not the black, you know, kind of the black oh, market scarlet not. letter it used no. to be. You can do that. No. Just like being a – you can go be a marijuana – They're playing a Super Bowl in Vegas, for crying out loud. Yeah, you, you can go be a marijuana tester, and that's not <laughs> – you can smoke marijuana all there day. There are other avenues. Yes. You know, just because you're not playing football in the NFL doesn't mean you can't you know, continue to make this part of your career. Yeah. You know football, and you know gambling. You know football Who, and gambling. Who's a better expert than the fat guy I'm watching on YouTube? <laughs> I, like I'm saying, if he, if I'm this dude made this. I mean, this dude's already got a resume. That's dude made, that resume. made five hundred in the police report. Made five hundred thousand dollars. And, and doing it discreetly. Well, not discreetly, but he was at least doing that part time with something else. That's right. He should. He should. And they should be on top of him. Man, I'd bring him in. That Barstool was a good idea, Todd. They should do it because they they're not scared of controversy. And it would bring them more. And they're not associated with Penn anymore, so it's but, not but like they have any regulations. Uh, but they don't by. do they don't right. do the gambling thing anymore. But obviously, no, they, they, they just started. They, no, no, they just got a deal. They, 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 they oh, they're they back did? in. Yeah, they're back in. Yeah, it's ESPN bet, I believe. Right, that's what they're gonna do. Where they sold that to them? Did they not? They're getting back into the gambling business. Literally, I just read it yesterday. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're well, getting back into it. sold it. Yeah, they're getting it, back to, into to it. ESPN, so ESPN, Ben could make it ESPN bet. I'll find the article. And then he wanted out, but it didn't cost him anything, right? He, he, you know. Value of his company stayed the same. But either way, that is a very smart idea. If, but now he's got to deal with jail time potentially and 
you know, charges. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you can you can bet your commissary in jail. That's, that's pretty popular here. <laughs> well, remember, we tried to get the guy on who last year was making parlays from the jail. Remember, he had his one phone call? Oh, here it is right here. Barstool is getting back into sports betting. The company is in advanced talks with DraftKings on a multi-year marketing deal. Yeah. And Will be announced after the Super Bowl. Um, due to their pin separation and stuff like that. And Joe Pompliano says, Barstool's non-competing the gambling space ends at the end of football season. So Stool Presidente got the company back for a dollar and now will sign an eight-figure annual deal with DraftKings. Money, Bring money, them money. in. Yeah, that would be Bring smart. them in. Br- Boutte, baby. Yeah, that, that's our Boutte. lead draft, lead gambling analyst. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sean Boutte. And <laughs> <laughs> For real, he's that's great. Smart. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, but well, he's got to deal with his legal issues here first, and go. then he can probably do that and pursue that. Uh, what were you saying, Ty? I I wasn't saying anything. I thought you said Ty. Did you yeah. drive something in there. Oh, see, my man CV has already sent us a TGI Friday uh, <laughs> the preview, like the little trailer for the TGI Friday promo. Full House, Family Matters. Man, you had to be home to watch that. That was a, that was full. The, the full jump. house is not one that I watched. Perfect Strangers was all part of it. Yeah, too. that was Balky and the other guy. That was mm-hmm. such a weird show. I mean, the kids like I don't like this Balky guy. He's weird. Um, Bronson Pinchot, didn't he play him? Yeah, I actually liked the uh, Perfect Strangers. I, I don't. Fans. I, 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 I typically that. didn't watch the Friday night, the TGIF. I was a you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday sitcom watcher. Even when I was a kid on Fridays, I'd be out going somewhere, running around the neighborhood. That's true. Causing trouble. That's a good point. Didn't have any homework. I could do my homework later. I was a procrastinator. <laughs> hey, uh, some news from the NFL. Uh, we talked about him yesterday. Uh, Brandon Staley, the fired coach of the Chargers, is interviewing with the Packers for their defensive coordinator job. Packers. We talked about the Dolphins maybe I thought, swooping I, in there. I love your idea about the Dolphins, though, because he's a Vic Fangio. I believe he studied under him in Chicago. So he's from that Vic Fangio defensive coaching tree. He'd be able to just walk right in there and almost be a seamless transition. Uh, but, yeah, the Packers need a defensive coordinator. That's a good one. I mean, I like Staley as a D.C., just not as a, not as a head coach. And it's something to think about. I've been looking at this, too. I'm doing some research on it. Um, if you go look at the amount of coordinator turnover in the NFL, it's mind-blowing. Guys, what if I told you in the last two years, every team in the NFL has changed offensive coordinators? Every team. Every team. Think about that. All 32 teams have changed offensive coordinators at least once in the last two years. The last one was uh, Alex Bad Pelt from the Browns. He was the last. Now the Browns are looking for a new OC. It was it. Everybody. Think about what that means. That not only means they're being plucked for head coaching jobs, but that means teams are so dissatisfied. They're willing to move on from a coordinator quick, fast, in a hurry. Yeah, there's all different reasons for Eric Bieniemy left to take the Washington job last year. He'd been there a long Some time. Some of his promotion, but a lot of it's just yeah. like – Yeah, it, no, it's all different reasons. You're job. right, 100%. That's an amazing stat. Uh, all right. To, this says Rod B says TGIF and doesn't say anything about Topanga. Oh, my bad, boy. You're right. Listen, I did not watch that show, but you're right. She is spoken. I don't know who that, that is. Topanga? Oh, talk about – man, she was way mature before her years. She had – she, I want to say, a she, little too old for that one. I want to say she had like double C cups or something crazy when she was like an early teenager. Topanga, go look at those pictures. <laughs> of her. I'm not making, am I making this up? Ty, you remember Burmese World and Topanga? Boy Meets Wait, World what? was the show. Topanga, you I'm don't the, remember Topanga? Me, oh, man, I don't. Yeah, no. Okay, man. Okay, is man, that? I, I, I know there's that. a song I've listened to before that might. Well, that would make sense because I'm probably what am I? I'm eight, nine years older than you. Mm-hmm. Rod, oh, she. And yeah, I'm, I'm doing a. I did a quick Google search. She's a. Uh, she's got a. Oh, on. she. 
Oh man, she was uh, she was impressive back in her. But day. those eras, like I'm talking about with who's the boss, you're talking about with Topanga. That, that really got you got to hit your age window. Yes, because it's only about a four or five year period, and then you know you're off yeah. in high school and you're not watching those shows. Anymore. Rudy from the Cosby Show. <laughs> Rudy. Yeah, I little crush on Rudy from the Cosby Show. She oh, was one of well, my... Lisa Bonet, even as a young guy, when you watching the Cosby Show, it's Lisa like, Bonet oh. was amazing. Didn't she have like her own room in the basement or something? I would have been in that basement room. <laughs> yeah, Lisa okay. Bonet was just uh, – she still is, actually. She still is. She still is damn good looking. Lisa Bonet had it going on for a long I mean, She was on a different world, too. And oh. you knew she was real, like, exotic. Yeah. Oh. Mysterious. Yeah. That's why Lenny Kravitz got on it. Then he's like, ooh, you fit, you fit. Man, you, we, we fit. We're compatible. We're both kind of crazy. 100%. A little. Well, just, you know, very well, sexy people. They are sexy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a sexy couple. Just sexy. Yeah. You heard about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah they, Thanks they, for the Topanga drop. Oh, yeah, man. Topanga, she was she was a real deal. That was the truth. And yeah. I'll say this for the uh, people of my generation, my age group. I believe I saw something this week that Kelly Kapowski oh, was, really? is 51 or 2 now. Kelly Kapowski. I like Kelly well, Kapowski. <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Saved by the Bell had a, had a bunch of them. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. You had a bunch of them on there, man. Lisa, was, Lisa had it going on. Kelly Kapowski had it going on. Jesse was like the, the – she was the least sexiest of the group, and she still had it going on. Remember, she later got in, was it Showgirls? Was that what it is? What was she in? She was in, like, a movie that was very uh, sexy. and ex- uh, You remember this? Yeah. Uh, who? Where she played a stripper in Vegas. Which, which, which one? Jesse. Oh, from yeah. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I believe it was did. Showgirls or something She like did that. make one of those. Showgirls was the movie. But, yeah. Uh, Kelly Kapowski is Tiffany Thiessen. Tiffany Amber she Thiessen. Is, she is now mm-hmm. 51 years old. So oh, she's yeah. She's my age, too. Oh, I didn't realize that. Saved by the bell. Oh man, because yeah, it was that, and then it was nine hundred two one zero was on. Now they that was like very mature women, and they were all hot too. Yep, they had a great smoking hot. That was a sexy cast, men and women on by design. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was just a sexy cast. Mirror Rose plays and Beverly Hills, the Hills not nine hundred two one zero. I don't know if they had as many. Well, that was Shannon Doherty too. That's we what just I'm saying. Her. And what was the blonde though? Who was the blonde? I forget the blonde. Uh, Remember? Shannon Dord. I'll find this. You know what I'm talking about. I'll find this. I forget who she was, but she was great, too. Oh, we can't forget about Christina Applegate, though, on uh, Married with Children. Oh, 100%. She was one of Hello. mine, too. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it all started. Let's go. Let's all double back. It all started with Daisy Duke, so for, for my, yours truly, because Daisy Duke was pretty bad. But that was her first crush? But it wasn't well, was no, age-appropriate crush. It was not age-appropriate, but she, the, those shorts and the, at the <laughs> boar's nest. <laughs> Delivering beers in the boar's nest? Are you kidding me? As a young man, just changed your life. You're like, what is this? I enjoy this, and I don't know why I'm enjoying this so much. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I had that. Yeah. Now, what else do you need, right? I mean, you're, what am I, like eight, nine years old, and it's cars jumping over ravines and crashing and police chases. And, and, and a and, woman in short shorts. And, they, and Daisy Duke. That's why they call him Daisy Duke, because she was her. one of the first ones oh, to yeah. wear those short shorts 100%. on TV like that. It's like, we didn't, oh, man. Those are really short. You can, my imagination can do the rest. Those and are short. The, and the one other one we have not mentioned for we what was the uh, what was the three three young college girls that lived together? Uh, too close for no. Oh, I don't remember this one. Fa- facts of life. The facts of life. I don't know about. It. I don't know if they were good looking though. Blair, ah. Blair and Joe and Tootie. Blair's a little overrated. <laughs> and so was Tootie. They were not. They were not hot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Not hot. No. Facts of life. No. Come on. Nah. Nope. Go pull them up now. You'll see. Well, like, you know they had the, the round-shouldered one. It wasn't. <laughs> she had the insecurity go. 
I don't think any of them were that hot in Facts of Life. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. They really? didn't do it for me. They didn't do it for me. They did not. Not even Tootie? They did not. My, they did not uh, get my loins going as a young kid. They did not. <laughs> I, I remember the ones that did, and they did not. I remember watching it and like, no, nah, I'm not good. Donna Reed got me going more than Facts of Life. I used to love me some Donna Reed. I think man. you got to go do some research because I'm looking at her here. Blair's pretty hot. Blair was see. pretty hot. I need to Google this. She was the rich girl, and, of course, Joe – Joe was kind of the the poor from the streets kind of girl. <laughs> Tootie was the black girl, and then there was the. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Blair, okay, she's cute. She ain't hot, though. She's cute. We'll be back. She's when, cute. When we she do, Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain. It appears we know who the new Texas defensive line coach is going to be. Rod will give us one more uh, bio look at him, also what's coming. We also have to preview Texas basketball tomorrow. Longhorns playing at BYU, looking to get on a winning streak now after uh, turning their season around in the last seven days. We'll pick up that conversation as well. Hook up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. I did like this uh, note regarding AFC and NFC Championship games, the Final Four. It says three of the four teams in the AFC and NFC Championship games still use a full fullback regularly and value elite linebacker play. The other team has Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the Chiefs actually love 13 personnel. They actually used more 13 personnel versus the Bills than they had used all season long, and they love 12 personnel too. So they just do it in their own little way, do it a little differently. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love what you're saying about that. It's, it's very unique about the fullback thing. I th- I'll give Kyle Shanahan more credit for that than anybody else. He stuck with 21 personnel when a lot of the NFL thought, oh, man, that's ridiculous. We'll go 11 personnel, more speed on the field. And now the, the NFL is actually starting to come back to 21 personnel more and more not only because the McShanahan tree is starting to spread all over the league so they're using more of those two tailback sets and more of the 21 personnel with fullbacks but I think now Shadow has made the league at, after five six years come back to the value of the fullback in the in the running game but also in the play action passing game yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean Usechek is a stud oh. and we talk about Ricard with yeah, you know, Ravens, Ravens 300 user. pounder yeah. And, you know, we talk about the Texans. You can expect Bobby Slowick, if he doesn't get one of these head jobs, they'll be looking for their use check uh, this offseason. Yes. Because they were using Andrew, Andrew Beck, Beck, the former Texans, yeah. Longhorn. Yep. <laughs> and then they would use – when he got hurt, they used the other guy, the, the tight end. They were trying to kind of pigeonhole, find mm-hmm. somebody that could replicate yep. some of that. Uh, but they'll be looking for theirs for sure. And, obviously, I mentioned the, 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 one of the things you like about the Lions is how old school they are. This is why people love Ben Johnson's offense. I mean, no quarterback is under center more than Jared Goff. It's interesting. No quarterback in the league, and it's a high percentage. And they run a lot of you know two back sets with a fullback. I mean, old school fullback, old, old yeah, school, yeah. And um, you know, but you know, that's that's there's there's something there when you've got fullbacks, and then you know both the Niners and the and the Ravens with elite linebacker play. While everyone's going one direction, the Ravens said, no, no, we're going to trade for Roquan Smith, and we're going to pay that dude. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, you know, he's been mentored there by Ray Lewis. I mean, Ray Lewis is one of the guys that helps him out. And then they drafted Patrick Queen out of LSU. He's one of the fastest linebackers in the league. So, yes, while, while teams like the Cowboys uh, and others are not valuing the position as much, it's still – those are still really important positions mm-hmm. and uh, can, can bring a lot to an offense or a defense. Uh, but those games are going to be a lot of fun. Three heavyweight, two heavyweight matchups, four really, really good football teams uh, in this mix here uh, to get after it. Before we get to behind the burn orange curtain, let me just mention Texas plays BYU tomorrow. That game is at 1 o'clock. I mean, this is a big opportunity for Texas. If they can yep. win this game and get three straight wins over ranked teams, uh, man, uh, just, it does feel like they have found out their found the rotation discovered their floor spacing again, right? And I thought Jerry Hamilton said something very astute yesterday when we talked to him. They've stopped trying to use Dylan Mitchell at the three, right? They've, he's just not. He can't play the, the small forward position. He just can't shoot well enough. Yeah. It screws up their spacing. So they've actually moved him back to the four, and they're using Dylan to sue in the post. And then, you know, they're, they're, the backcourt is Ace, Smith, and Hunter, and then they're kind of mixing and matching that, that, that small forward position. And it could be Brock Cunningham, been Kendall Weaver when they go three guards. Um, but they're, and they're not having Caden Shedrick and Dylan DeSue on the court at the same time because mm-hmm. it's just two bigs. And, and then yeah. you put Dylan Mitchell out there, you you got, you know. Not it, enough just, space. Yeah, not enough room. Yeah, not enough space. I think they've kind of figured it out. And I think um, what we've seen against Oklahoma and against Baylor is, okay, this is – and Kendall Weaver needs to continue to be more and more – a part of what they do because he is such an energy guy. And then if you follow Kendall Weaver up with Brock Cunningham, you got two guys that are just glue, energy, junkyard dogs. Junkyard dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Brock Cunningham's a little bit better as a three-point shooter than Kendall Weaver is, but Kendall Weaver is Gets more aggra- going to the basket. Yeah, you know, being aggressive, going to it. Mm-hmm. So, and BYU, look, they're they're a good team. Uh, they score eighty-five points a game, eighty-four points a game. That'll be a tough environment in an afternoon game in Provo. Uh, that'll actually be what noon time, noon in Provo when it's a one o'clock tip here. But uh, this is an opportunity because obviously Monday night, win or lose, you're playing Houston. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. The Cougs. Yeah, big in the mood. Then uh, in the if, mood. You could, if you could hit that game on a three-game win streak. And I, I was thinking about this the other day. How often has Texas played Baylor in basketball? This is only – or Texas played BYU. This is only the second all-time matchup. The only other time these two teams, these two programs played was in November of 2013. And it was played wow. at BYU and BYU won at 86-82. So it's been – 12 year, 11 years since they played, and um, that this is this that's the only history between these two teams playing college basketball together. That is interesting. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, we don't uh, football. We haven't football. There's uh, been a history. There's been a history. Yeah, you say a lot in football, but not in basketball. Uh, big weekend though for for, uh, for Texas basketball though. They can come out this weekend. They can be. Um, above 500 and yeah, get to four and three and get to above 500 in big 12 play. That could be big. And I'm with you. We'll, we'll see if they actually have found something of substance. Um, or was it just, you know, an outlier or the, you know, just kind of sheer luck more than anything or coincidence. They actually found something that works in big 12 play. If they can win four in a row or three out of four, then you're talking, then you're talking about something. And you know, mm. this is that stretch where you're gonna play four straight ranked teams. This is the third of them. And then you get the home game with Houston. So, and I will say it did feel like watching the game the other night at the 11-minute mark of the second half when it was a one-point game, that's when it really felt like, okay, this team has found its rhythm. This is the, this, and it, they just humbled Oklahoma on their floor from that point to the end and outscored them, I think, 19-4 to in a stretch there and just closed out the game by 15, sent the Sooner fans home. home. And afterwards, Porter Mosier, the Sooner coach, had to apologize. 
said, sorry, that's my – we, we don't so – yeah, we can't play like that to our rival at home. No, essentially, he says, I've been begging folks to come. You guys came, and, and we, we didn't deliver. A dud. We and, laid an egg that out there. That feels pretty good for Rodney Terry. Hey, let's go behind that burn orange curtain football-wise. There's uh, developments on the coaching staff for Texas. Let's hit it. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, let's talk about Kenny Baker. He is the newest D-line coach for the University of Texas. Uh, Kenny Baker uh, most recently was the assistant D-line coach at the uh, Miami Dolphins, with the Miami Dolphins, I should say. Uh, before that, he was with Western Kentucky. And he was with Western Kentucky for probably three years as the D. He was a D-N coach there at Western Kentucky, also ended up being a uh, D-line coach there at Western Kentucky. And before that, you got to go back before that, he was at multiple different stops. He was at uh, Mercer for a while uh, as a coach. He was at UT Chattanooga uh, in 2019 as a coach. And before that, he was at Mercer as a coach. He originally played his uh, football at Gardner-Webb. He was a defensive lineman at Gardner-Webb where he was a team captain, defensive player of the year for them. He was a four-year letterman, a three-year starter for them. And actually ended up getting his, on the dean's list. Uh, stayed there as a st- like student coach or a coaching assistant in 2009 after he was done. And that's where his coaching career really starts is in 2009 at Gardner-Webb as a student assistant. After that, he goes to Lakeside High School in Georgia uh, as the defensive coordinator and then goes back to the college level. And this is when he starts his official uh, official college coaching career was at Barry College in 2013. He was the co-defensive coordinator there and linebackers coach, and he went to Mercer for about four or five years at Mercer. Then went to UT Chattanooga for a year, and then Western Kentucky, then to the Miami Dolphins, uh, where he coached the assist, was the assistant defensive line coach. And I said this too, Miami Dolphins did have one of the better defensive fronts in all of football. Now, they were a really good defensive front. They were fourth in yards per attempt allowed, yards per rush allowed, third in sacks. Um, they were second in QB knockdowns. They didn't blitz a lot either. So that, that defense actually was pretty good, and it's because their defensive line uh, was one of the best. If you go look at all the guys they had, Emmanuel Ogba, Christian Wilkins on that, Raekwon Davis, some really good players that he got a chance to work with. A lot of Longhorn fans concerned because this is not a big name, but from, like I said, just from the resume and looking at him, he's a fast riser, right? Guy was been coaching 11 years total at the college level, five years at the FBS or the NFL level, and you don't become a fast riser like that unless you can cultivate relationships, unless you value relationships, you can maximize them. That's what I see out of Kenny Baker. Uh, also, getting to the NFL level, not only does it take a guy to value and maximize relationships, but you also have to be a great developer of talent. That's something that you have to, that's got to be your calling card in the NFL. There are a few ways to get to the league. Nepotism, <laughs> um, knowing the right people, which he has done, valuing relationships, but you got to offer something. Usually that's a guy that can develop talent or somebody that's bringing a breakthrough, groundbreaking, revolutionary scheme or technique of some kind. Think Brennan Marion and his go-go offense and how he's become a fast riser because of that. I think the reason that Kenny Baker's a fast riser because his ability to connect and, and maximize and cultivate relationships, which, by the way, that's all recruiting is, is in a nutshell. It's just relationships, and he's obviously a relationship guy, but also a great developer of talent. Jerry Hamilton had this quote from a source that he talked to 
about Kenny Baker. He said, quote, phenomenal hire. He teaches run game and teaches pass rush at a high level. Phenomenal hire by Texas. Matt Zenitz of 247 Sports talked to a source who said, an elite teacher and developer of talent with energy to burn on the recruiting trail. Uh, man, Chip Brown talked to a source that said he's a young, hungry technician who has de- helped develop and groom NFL talent. Uh, he also said he's a native of Cartersville, Georgia, has relentless work ethic and passion for the game. So another coach, elite teacher. Um, he's from Georgia, and he's going to recruit hard. And as a coach, he's elite and has gone through every level of football and worked his way up. Just a great developer of talent. He's going to be very precise. He's going to be technical. And I think the talent development is the biggest piece with him. So you're hearing this, hearing the same compliments being echoed from different sources. You know, elite developer of talent. Uh, this guy can develop talent. Elite teacher of the game. I think that's what Sarget, uh, Sark wanted to target. Uh, but I think him, him, him being from Georgia, actually playing high school football in the Atlanta metro area. I've told you guys several times, Atlanta metro area produces more NFL draft picks than any other metro area in the country. DFW is second. So think about a metro area that's producing more NFL talent than DFW and how much talent that place is producing right now. You want somebody with ties there? You got to show a choice. But this guy's got deep, 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 deep roots, family roots in Georgia, in Atlanta. That's important, too. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those – this is where you give Sark a lot of credit. He wasn't just going to hire a name or a resume. He was going to hire – you know, what he was looking for. And this gives, this checks a lot of boxes, NFL resume, you know, coached in the national football league has that, you know, when you're trying to build a coast to coast recruiting staff, right? You only have 10 guys. You got West coast with Johnny Nansen and PK, uh, Texas, of course, Terry Joseph, you know, really deep into Louisiana. And now you're, you're bringing a guy with, with Atlanta, uh, Georgia roots to go with Tashard choice. So you kind of can go coast to coast, especially as you're headed into the sec. And he's a developer. I mean, that's what every, you know, anybody that's been around him says. Mm -hmm. And so you were, because when you, if you just glance at the resume, you're like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of thin. It's very thin. But you, that means you did your deep dive recently. I mean, then, then he probably blew away the interview. Agreed. Uh, so you weren't just yeah. going to get a name. You were going to get someone who fit the culture, fit what you're trying to do, and keep that development piece going because that's what Bo Davis was so darn good at. All right, so that you know, appears to be a good hire. And we also have to give Sark a really – you know, big thumbs up for the track record of hiring good coaches. The initial staff is still most mostly together. Uh, the hiring of Chris Jackson out of Jacksonville last year was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Texas could have two receivers in the t- first 40 picks of the draft this year. Uh, Tashar Choice is just knocking it out of the park at running back. So, uh, like those hires so far, this seems to be along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, good stuff from Rod. Always doing the work and bringing it. Texas, uh, they'll, remember, there was supposed to be a big recruiting event this weekend with uh, – the quarterback, K.J. Lacey, from Sarah Land, Alabama, yep. coming in along mm-hmm. with Ryan Williams, but that's now not going to happen um, because, remember, Ryan Williams recommitted to Alabama this week, so even K.J. Lacey said, you know what, I'm still committed to Texas, but I don't need to make the trip because they were going to come as buddies, their yeah. teammates. Makes sense. And now that's not happening. So I don't know what the, uh, the recruiting effort looks like this weekend, but, uh, you know, classes have started, winter workouts have begun, they start this uh, – this grind, if you remember Steve Sarkeesian at the end of the loss in the Sugar Bowl said, you know, our, our success this year began with our winter workouts in January. Mm-hmm. we got to get back to that leadership. And that, that's what you define here, Rod. Who's going to take the leadership reins from the, the leaders that are moving on? And there are a ton of them. It's Quinn's team. Quinn yeah. needs to do it. Quinn, Kelvin Banks. Yeah, it's got to start with him. You know, these guys, you know, David Benda and Baron Sorrell's on defense. Uh, Jade Baron on defense. You know, continuing to keep the bar where it was because that's how – 
that's how complacency sets in if the bar slides because Jalen Ford and mm-hmm. all those guys move on. It's got to be Quinn. You're 100% right. Quinn, yours, uh, leading this way for Texas. All right, good stuff behind the BOC. We'll come back at what's popping outside of the Longhorn game at BYU. What other big games are popping in the Big 12 this weekend in college basketball? Obviously, our final picks on the championship games, and we'll wrap things up and uh, send it off to the Jim Rome Show. It's Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that like Stockton. Just joshing. I'm spinning this. Oh, what's poppin' as we wrap things up? Coach's carousel in the NFL is poppin' for sure. Two more positions filled yesterday. Raheem Morris and Dan Canales landing jobs. That means opportunities dwindling for one Bill Belichick, one Mike Vrabel. Uh, also, maybe Dan Quinn, Rod. If uh, you know Dan Quinn doesn't land the Seattle job here pretty quick, you got to wonder if the Seahawks are waiting on Mike McDoug, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike McDonald, Mike McDonald, yeah. the defensive coordinator of the Ravens. Yeah. Which, you know, as you've talked about, he's he's kind of figured out that McShanahan offense uh, in games this year, showing the ability to shut it down. That's a if you're going to coach in the AFC West, you got to be able to deal with Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. Might yeah. be a good fit. He's a rising star. I know. Uh, if they're waiting on him, and then of course the reports that uh, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator in Detroit, is kind of kind of the uh, possibly the choice in in D.C., our nation's capital, with Washington. That would mean Dan Quinn's coming back for another year, and then Bill Belichick is not coaching. Well, you at least got to want to talk to him face to face, right? So I don't know about the calendar and when they can interview the coaches that are still playing, yes. still still actually participating in the playoffs face to face. So I, they may just be waiting, like you know, yeah, we like Dan Quinn, but we got to talk to Mike McDonald face to face. Got to have the face to face. And if that's the case, and they don't hire Mike McDonald, and then they hire Dan Quinn, that's going to screw the Cowboys a little bit because oh, yeah. they're going to be a month into the hiring process. And we just mentioned Brandon Saley's talking to the Packers. Vic Fangio landed at Philadelphia. I mean, the, the best defensive coordinators are already taken. Yep. So if Dan Quinn leaves and takes some guys with him off of the staff, you're kind of in a in a spot here almost at the end of January into February trying to hire a defensive staff, which yeah. has been vital to the the team the last – that's why you, part of the reason why you've won 12 games each yeah. of the last three seasons. Well, don't be, um, don't be taken by surprise. I mean, you should already assume that he's leaving, and there needs to be – plans in place right now to at least go pursue all of the best available candidates. So, yeah, you have a checklist. You probably check off Vic Fangio. You can check off, you know, whatever, Joe Barry, Brandon Staley. But you better have a list ready to go because you're right. You won't have time to waste – if Dan, when Dan Quinn takes that job, you better be ready to go right now to get the best candidate. Well, look, the Senior Bowl's this week. You'd like to have your, you know, some of your defensive staff there watching the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, those are those are important practices, especially for guys you're looking at. You want to see them up close, those kind of things. Dan Quinn has talked about his, he enjoys being there and watching those things, and you know. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Uh, also not popping, Novak Djokovic's undefeated streak in the Australian Open semifinals came to an end here this morning. Ten-time champ uh, lost, shocked. Uh, in the semifinal, so that happened this morning. Also, I'll mention this, Rod, with, uh, with the basketball, with the hoops. you got th- all three Texas NBA teams in action tonight. The uh, Mavs are in Atlanta. Rockets are in Charlotte. And the uh, San Antonio Spurs host Portland tonight down in San Antonio. Popping in the NFL, Rod, championship Sunday is Sunday, and the Ravens are going to have Mark Andrews back. That's bad news for the Chiefs, man. Mark Andrews will be back. It was really close for the uh, Houston game coming off the uh, the bye week, and now Mark Andrews looks like, according to reports out of Baltimore, will be a full go for the Ravens, just adding another weapon to that offense that averages over 28 points per game. Uh, I'm sticking with the Baltimore pick, and I am going to take – my, my pick is incumbent upon Debo Samuel. If he doesn't play, I've got the Lions. If he plays, I'll take the 49ers. 
I think he's that important to this game. Yeah, I think he'll play. Uh, whether he'll finish the game, I think it's a real question. He will. I think he'll end up starting the game. Then I'm taking the question the is whether he'll finish the game because that means he can he make it through an entire game. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Niners. I'll take the Niners. But you're right, man. Debo. They 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 average 13.8 fewer points per game without Debo in the lineup. Oh, I know that that's numbers. a big difference. And they just look different. <clears throat> I mean, they just look different. They're easier to defend, and you make the that's it makes it much easier to put the game in Brock Purdy's hands at that point. Yeah, and that's what and nobody. You want. Yeah, I say, like, well, <laughs> that's what they want, but that's not what the 49ers want. The 49ers no. want you having to worry about all those weapons, and then Brock Purdy's job is just point guard. Distribute, yeah. I'm Distribute, point guard, baby. Run the play. Easy, yeah. Run the, okay. With these weapons, that play is going to be open. <laughs> it just yes. is because it stretches the defense and stresses them so dramatically, which is kind of what the Lions do because the Lions stress you in a lot of ways. And then Jared Goff just has to throw good, throw good passes. Yeah. Uh, and he is. He's a you know, very accurate thrower when he's protected and can step into a throw. All right, also on Saturday, Rod, we mentioned the Longhorns are playing at BYU. Texas women are also playing at home. That's going to be – I'm sure there's been some hard practices for Vic Schaefer the last couple of days. Uh, there were several people who texted us and said that uh, Vic better be careful because they were at the game the other night when they lost OU, and he said the Texas ladies look tired. They look leg, leg tired. They couldn't stay in front of Oklahoma. You know, Vic's going to have to be careful here. That he doesn't run this team into the ground here in January. So look tired, or did they just lack the energy and the well? That, that that becomes the question. I mean, Vic Schaefer said it was you know intensity, so, or they maybe a little run down right now. Legs for it. Yeah. Remember, they lost Roy Harmon, and they've been trying to you know, reboot reboot on the fly of how they're going to play. That's a good point. And it's a long season. It's a long season. But yeah, that was Vic Schaefer not happy. That's a two o'clock tip tomorrow at the Mood. Also tomorrow in the Big 12, Kansas, uh, Kansas State plays at Houston. You have a Houston plays at Texas on Monday night. They'll play K-State tomorrow uh, with Jerome Tang's team. Good game. How about the ranked matchups? Kansas is at Iowa State tomorrow at 1230. Texas Tech is at Oklahoma. You know Porter Mosier's had some hard practice with the Sooners the last couple days. Texas Tech is the – Texas Tech currently sits atop the Big 12 at 4-1. and one. They're, the, they're the, the top team right now. That's a big one if you're a Texas fan and everybody else, you're rooting for OU in that game all of a sudden. TCU's at Baylor tomorrow afternoon in a really good game. This is all Big 12, man. It's just it's must-see TV on Saturdays. Um, yep. West Virginia's at Oak State. UCF's at Cincinnati. And, of course, Texas is at BYU. But, uh, you know, you have three ranked matchups. K-State, Kansas at Iowa State, Texas Tech at Oklahoma, TCU at Baylor, and then Texas at BYU is dang near a ranked. That's almost four in the Big 12 this weekend. That's sexy. That's good. Yeah. All right, so that's all popping this weekend, Rod. Uh, Ty, are you sticking with uh, what are your you got? The, you've been on the Chiefs all the way through, right? You were Cowboys to the Super Bowl and that busted, but now you're Chiefs all the way to the Super Bowl. Was I Cowboys on the Super Bowl? Yes, you were. Mm, and Longhorns to win the Natty. I don't you know were about Cowboy. that. You, I think I gave up after the 49ers win. game. I was Longhorns, Longhorns to win the Natty. I, I will that's say what that. You were. That's what you were. You I'm were. going Chiefs. Chiefs won it all. It's a script. It's a Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift script. Oh. I had to mention it since we didn't mention her today. And it's crazy. You should be rooting for Lamar Jackson to end the Taylor no, Swift the, saga. The Baltimore is my second favorite team. I'm going to be rooting for Baltimore. I, I just believe in my heart that the Chiefs will win. Better quarterback. Okay, well, that's good. You're going to see more Taylor Swift than you've ever seen in your life. Oh, I know. I'm two, not looking forward to it. Of, I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, Super Bowl preview going to be all Taylor Swift. She's going to be at the Super Bowl, like media days and stuff. Oh, it's going to be crazy. 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 Crazy weekend. Looks like the sun will come out on Sunday, so enjoy that. And uh, we'll get back at it at uh, – Zero dark early, Rod. 6 a.m. Monday morning. We'll hit it up again and recap That's everything right. that goes on this weekend. And we'll preview that Texas-Houston game on Big Monday down at the Moody Center. Rod, have a great weekend. You too, brother. Hug that baby. That's right. Rod, oh, uh, Ty, you have a good weekend. Be careful. No. Hug Won't that girlfriend of yours. 
<laughs> all right, all those things. Stay out of trouble. Stay out of trouble. Everybody have a good weekend. We'll do it again. If you missed any part of the show today, go ahead and hit it up on uh, the podcast page at hornfm.com. Jim Rome is next, then Rich Eisen, then the Sports Complex. Into your uh, drive time home. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Thank you.